Abandoned to Mother, the incredible, emotional, and life-changing transformation we take when we go on our journey into motherhood. From all things conception to postpartum and parenthood, I will be talking with parents and hearing their stories of navigating these times while sharing helpful information along the way. Together, we'll be covering all stories, no matter how you have chosen to conceive, birth, or parent. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of the Maiden to Mother Journey. I'm your podcast host, Kendall, and today we're speaking with Imogen and Brittany. Girls, how are you going? Hey, pretty good. Hey, good, thank you. Can you start off by introducing yourselves? Tell us a little bit about where you live and who's in your family. Um, so I'm Imogen. Um, we live, me and my partner, Brittany, we live in Mackay with our little boy, Vinny. And um, how, how old's Vinny? He's nearly four months old. Oh, beautiful. And how long have you two been together? Well, nearly eight years this year. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, long time. <laughs> so we're going to um, talk about, obviously, your journey with Vinny. Um, can you start off by telling us um, a little bit about the decision to start trying for a baby? Um, so I've always wanted a baby um, my whole life. Yeah. And Brittany has as well. She just knew that she didn't really want to carry the baby. Um, <laughs> and that was never a problem for me. I was always most happy to carry. So that was a no-brainer for us. Yeah. So that decision on who was going to carry the baby was a really easy one for you guys. Yeah, it was from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Brittany and always wanted to work. Um, and I was always most happy to have the baby and take that time off. So, yeah, it all just re- worked out really well for our family. Oh, brilliant. So tell us about the journey in order for you girls to get pregnant. Um, obviously sharing as much information as you can for any other sex, same-sex couples out there listening. What was the first step that you did to um, on your pregnancy journey? Um, so we really wanted to have ourselves set up first. So Brittany wanted to have us have a house for us. So we made sure we had everything set up before we even looked into how we were going to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just did some Googling, really. We just Googled, like, all the places that offered that in Mackay. We just wanted to do it in Mackay to make appointments and stuff really easy for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we found one that sounded like suited us and we just went from there, really. We just called up and booked an appointment. With the appointment time, we had to wait three months, I think, before we could even get an initial appointment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's once not too long of a wait. Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I was pretty impatient. Yeah. <laughs> I really just wanted to jump in and do it all right now. I could imagine. Yeah. Did they t- tell you to give any, um, did they give you like any prep in those three months? Um, not really. That was really just though we went in and we would talk through our options of what we could do. Um, yeah, it was like a really, really basic initial appointment. Yeah. So obviously it was like you got you girls went through IVF. What decision like which way did you decide to go? So we didn't jump straight into IVF. We looked into the IUI option first. Uh-huh. Um and we actually did 
three rounds of that. Yeah, could you um, explain? Basically, we just pick a sperm donor um, and it all goes off your cycle, like my cycle. So we went, I would go in for multiple scans <clears throat> and they would check like my uterus lining and like make sure everything was set up. And then they just inserted the sperm and then I just had to wait two weeks and take a pregnancy test. And if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it didn't. Unfortunately, all three rounds for us didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and by round three of the failed time, I was just beside myself. And both of us were just like to each other, we can't keep doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. We need more of a set in stone way of it working. Yeah. So, with we, IUI, there's only, I think, they told us a 15% chance of it actually taking. Wow. Yeah, so it wasn't very high at all. Mm. Um, but we thought we'd give it a go first because it's significantly cheaper than IVF. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, it just didn't work. Yeah. So did they do it um, like three months in a row each cycle or do you have to wait a little bit? Or You can do it three months in a row. Um, we didn't. It just didn't seem to line up for us mm-hmm. um, a couple of the months. So I think we did that over six months maybe. Um, yeah. But you certainly can do it every month. It just goes off your individual cycle. Mm. And then so moving on to your IVF, how long did that take for you? For you? Well, it felt like it took forever. <laughs> I could imagine. Um, yeah, especially because I had to give myself daily injections and mm. I have a massive fear of needles. So oh. Brittany, when she was home, gave them to me. But when she was at work, I had to do it myself. Um, but the lead up to that, and especially because of COVID, everything kept getting pushed back and appointments would get cancelled. So then we'd have to move on to the next month because that also goes off your cycle. Mm. Um, so that was more of a lengthy journey i did like the ivf route better though because all the dates like you had specific dates yeah so it seemed like you were looking forward more to a date whereas the iui was more of a oh roughly this time we'll get you in mm, yes yeah, yeah, so IVF was very structured how many rounds did you do we only did one round of ivf amazing So did you find out that you were pregnant via blood test or did you do an at-home pregnancy test? I didn't do an at-home pregnancy test. The nurses all told me not to. (laughs) not to, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very hard. (laughs) Yes, it was. Um, So I did a blood test and they rang me that morning that I did the blood test. They got it back really quick. Oh, my God, that's so exciting. Can you explain the feeling when you found out that you are pregnant? I was. I just burst into tears. I was so happy about it. I was by myself. I was at work. Um, So then it was really exciting that I then got to surprise Brittany. So, but, yeah, it was just such an overwhelming feeling. I couldn't even talk to her. I just cried. (laughs) (laughs) Did you surprise her, like, at home or something? Yeah, so she was actually out when I got home. So I was able to go home and then take a home pregnancy test. And because she's such a big Storm supporter, (laughs) I bought a Storm outfit and I laid it, I just laid it on the bed with the pregnancy test on there and I just waited in the room until she came home and then (laughs) 
weighted tushy sores. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm impressed with your ability to wait for it all day to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to your pregnancy then, how, how was your pregnancy? It was excellent. I had such a good pregnancy. Incredible. Did you yeah. have um, morning sickness or anything in the first trimester? I had no morning sickness. I had nothing. I didn't even have cravings, which really? I really thought that I would, but I didn't. How's it feel to be God's favourite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during your pregnancy then, obviously, like through all your IVF and everything like that, um, did you have sort of set care that you were going to do um, throughout your pregnancy and birth? Um, no, not really. We were really lucky we got through into the birth centre at the hospital. Oh, yep, at Mackay. Um, at Mackay Base Hospital. Yep. I didn't think that I would because of IVF. If, you're, if you have an IVF pregnancy, they immediately class you as a higher risk, even if there's nothing wrong. Mm. Um, but I was really lucky they took us straight in. So that was really great. That's incredible. Um, so did you do anything to prepare for birth when you when you were pregnant? Um, no, I don't think <laughs> I really did. I just bought one of those exercise balls and I feel like I bounced on that half the <laughs> So, well, we'll move on then to... Um, your birth story can you take us from the first signs of labor yeah so i didn't actually think that i was in labor um Brittany was telling me all day i think you're in labor i think you're in labor and i was like no no i don't think i am i think this is just normal <laughs> um i started off with having really really mild cramping um and i just thought yeah this is nothing because I had cramping a couple of weeks earlier and it turned out to be nothing so I was like oh yeah this is normal and it stayed pretty mild all day until oh, probably five o'clock in the afternoon where it started to ramp up a little bit and then I went to the toilet and I noticed that I was bleeding um, and I immediately freaked out mm -hmm. so I rang my midwife and I was like, oh, I've just started bleeding. I've had mild cramping all day. What do I do? Um, and because I, because I hadn't felt much movement all day, she called me in and I had a, they checked the heart rate and everything and everything was fine. And they checked my dilation and I was two centimetres dilated. So mm -hmm. they were like, oh, no, this is just early signs of labour. Go home, like get in the bath, have a sleep, whatever. I definitely did not sleep after I got home. It really started <laughs> ramping up after I got home from that appointment. I don't know if the checking the dilation just brought it on a little bit more. But, yeah, that after getting home, yeah, it was not pleasant. <laughs> and were you just labouring at home? Yeah, for... I just laboured at home until and I was just in and out. I tried everything. I was in and out of the bath. Brittany was like rubbing my back. We were listening to music that we were swaying to the music. <laughs> I was on the ball. I was on the floor. I tried Panadol. I tried the TENS machine, our heat pack, and just I felt like nothing was easing it. Mm. Um, and then at about 11.30, we rang the midwife back and I've decided this is just getting unbearable. I can't do this at home anymore. 
And as I was walking out the door to go back to the hospital, which was about quarter to 12, my water broke. Yeah. So we got in the car and I feel like that was a five-hour car trip. <laughs> that was really like a 10-minute journey. To the I was going to say, Mackay's not very big. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so we got to the hospital about 12 o'clock and I was only four centimetres dilated by then. But because there was meconium in the water, right, they didn't let me go home and we went straight to the ward. And I think within like half an hour, I was eight centimetres dilated. Oh, wow. How was that half an hour? <laughs> awful. Absolutely <laughs> awful. And I begged for the epidural, something that I said from the beginning I really didn't want, mainly because of my fear of needles. Yeah. <laughs> And I was begging for it. <laughs> Did you and end up getting it? No, I didn't. Brittany had to tell me that they were coming. He, she was like, yep, he's on his way to give it. Like, he's on his way, he's on his way. And no one was on their way. <laughs> the midwife was telling her the whole time to tell me that he was on his way. Um, but unfortunately, he was in an emergency C-section and couldn't get to me in time. And they all knew that. But I didn't. Yeah. Um, but then it all happened very quickly. Like it didn't feel quick at the time, but mm. in hindsight it was very quick because then Vinny was born at 3.20. So I was I was just sucking the gas the whole time. Um, yeah. My body just started pushing without me realising what was going on. I didn't even realise that's what was happening. Yeah, involuntary pushing. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. scary at first. I was like, oh, I don't know what this feeling is. And then the midwife was like, oh, that's you pushing. Um, we mm. need to check again. And then I was 10 centimetres by that time. Mm. But then we really started pushing and I was pushing for an hour and a half and he just wasn't coming. So they tried the Von Toos, that little suction cup thing. Yeah. And they did three pulls of that and he still wasn't coming. He was stuck. And they will only pull three times. And then something else I really didn't want, which was a forceps delivery, um, unfortunately had to happen. So I had to have an episiotomy and a forceps delivery. Mm -hmm. And then one more push with that and he was here. So that was all very traumatic, actually. Gosh, you must have been so exhausted after it. I was. I was just shaking for like three hours. I just couldn't stop shaking. <laughs> oh, wow. What was like just like an adrenaline sort of thing, did they yeah, say? Yeah, they or? said that. Yep, they were like, that's just the adrenaline. It'll go away. Yeah. And how were the midwives then um, like after the birth? Did they provide you with support and, and stuff after he was here? Yep, I cannot fault the midwives at all. She was absolutely phenomenal the whole time he unfortunately wasn't breathing when he came out so they had to whisk him away to special care really quickly mm -hmm. um so Brittany went with him and I uh, my midwife stayed with me and yeah she was really brilliant she kept going back and forth from the special care to me and she was taking photos and bringing them back to show me in between my kind of micro naps that I was having yeah um, until I could get enough energy to get up and have a shower and then finally go over to him. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Thank God for midwives, aren't they amazing? Absolutely. She was amazing. And did you have to get, um, did you tear any more or like what was your stitches situation? There was a slight tear off the cut, 
um, but healing was pretty good. Um, after they stitched, I could feel every stitch, mind you. <laughs> oh, wow. Could they not numb you? <laughs> he reckons he put three lots of anaesthetic in and it just wasn't. And my leg involuntary slipped off and kicked him in the face oh. while he was <laughs> stitching. And I had absolutely no idea that it happened. He was like, oh, can you feel that? I was like, yes, I can feel everything. And he was like, oh, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't put any more in. Your body's just not taking to it. So I had to just suck on the gas while he stitched me up. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you poor thing. Yeah, that was not ideal. <laughs> so what was happening with Vinny? So they had to put him on the CPAP machine and stick a tube in his stomach to get rid of all the meconium that was in there because he'd swallowed quite a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Was that the reason why he wasn't breathing yes. when he was born? Yeah. yeah, because he had so much gunk, I guess, just everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he was in the humidity crib in the special care on the CPAP machine for oh, two days. Yeah. And were you able to stay in hospital during that time? Yes, I told them I wasn't leaving until he <laughs> was able to leave with me and they were really good about it. They were like, yep, no, completely, we understand. Um, they just kept me in the ward. They were checking on my stitches anyways mm -hmm. the whole time and then um, when I was able to be discharged, they gave actually me and Brittany a room in the special care nursery. So we were able to be really close to him. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And they let both of us stay, which was really excellent. I really, that was so great. That's so good to hear about the Mackay base. Yeah. Brittany, I know you're there. How was it? <laughs> I know you're there. <laughs> How was it um, seeing Imogen go through that? Yeah, it was really hard not being able to do anything. So just yeah. like there but not being able to do anything it was really hard. Mm, I but could yeah, imagine. Seeing Vinny at the end of the day is all worth it, I suppose, eh? Yeah, he's super cute. He's so cute. <laughs> so then when you were released, um, tell us about how it was being back at home. So because we were in hospital for five days after he was born, it was kind of bittersweet, like, one, we were there, we really wanted to go home, but after we got home we were like, oh, it was so nice having all the nurses and everyone around, <laughs> like, to tell us what to do and if we had any questions, like, they were right there. It's like, what do we do now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it um, is, isn't it? Yeah. You, it you go home, you're like, what now? <laughs> yeah. Um, and how how was he, like, getting settled in at home? Like, how was uh, are you breastfeeding him? Yes, I am. He was yeah. really good from the beginning, really. Um, he latched really well straight away, which was really good because I was really nervous about breastfeeding. I really didn't know what to do or <laughs> anything, really, and he kind of just did it all himself. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and... he was a bit lazy at the beginning. <laughs> um, you had to really hold it in his mouth, but he seemed to get the hang of it pretty quickly. And do you have, um, like, lots of support and family and stuff in Mackay? Yeah, we do. I have all my family here and Brittany has all her family there. So we do have a big support network. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's really good to hear. And how, uh, how about your um, postpartum recovery, um, especially with, like, after your stitches and stuff like that? 
Yeah, so I was actually in a lot of pain for about a month afterwards and I kept on the home because that my midwife came for home visits to check in mm-hmm. and I would get her to check to make sure there was no infections or anything and everything was fine. She was like, yep, everything's healing really nicely. But I was still in a heap of pain. It didn't matter if I sat or stood or was walking or whatever. I was just in like lots of pain. And I, by about a month, six weeks afterwards, I was like, oh, surely I should be healed and it should be like getting better by now. And it just wasn't. So I went back, I went to the doctor and she said, oh, yeah, um, there's a heap of scar tissue that's actually come out of the scar tissue. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so like the middle layer of scar tissue had come out of the top layer in my stitches right. and she said um, because it's really raw and exposed, it will be hurting. So I had to go back to the hospital and get it cauterized. Um, oh, how yeah. was that? Um, it was so great afterwards. I didn't oh, feel good. any pain whatsoever. That's that's really good. I know. I'm kicking myself. I didn't go and do something about it. <laughs> but it's so much better now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so well, Vinny's four months old now. Um, how are you feeling now? Yeah, I feel good. I feel like we're getting into some sort of a routine. He's We have a... We have a good like nighttime routine now, mm-hmm. um, and everything seems to have settled. The, I guess, anxiety around him sleeping, yeah, <laughs> has kind of gone a bit. I'm not checking him every five minutes to make sure he's still breathing. So, <laughs> <sighs> it's a bittersweet. Hey, when they start to sleep a little bit better, you like when they start to sleep a little bit longer. You're like, oh my god, are they alive? <laughs> I do. Like I remember the first night he slept through and I woke up at six o'clock and I realized I hadn't got up in the night and I was like, oh my God, is everything okay? And, I, and everything was fine. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. Oh, that's amazing. We do it to ourselves, don't we? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> How would you describe those first few weeks with a newborn? Did they surprise you? Um, I feel like looking back on them, everything feels like such a blur. Like I just, it was so lovely, especially having Brittany home, that I was just able to just be with him and just really do nothing but be with him. Mm. Um, The first time I went out by myself, I just had to duck down to the post office, which is five minutes away. And by the time I got to the post office, I was like, oh, my God, I really don't want to be here. (laughs) I really just want to be back at home in my little bubble with him. Mm. Um, so that was, yeah, a strange feeling, I guess. It is definitely strange. You have to sort of learn to be back out in public. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yeah. My first time taking him out, we went to lunch and I think he was, what, three weeks old? And we were like, oh, yeah, let's just go to lunch. And we sat in the car, in the car park. (laughs) at where we were having lunch for like 15 minutes, umming and ahhing about whether or not we should get out. And Brittany was like, yeah, I think we should. I think we should. And I was like, oh, I really don't know. Maybe we should just go home and make a sandwich or something. And Brittany was like, no, we're here. Let's get out. We're going. Um, and he was perfect the whole time, thank God. <laughs> I feel like every parent has that 
sort of like a similar story to that yeah. <laughs> and you have to really have to force yourself to get out sometimes and yes we d- I did I had to force myself Brittany was like no well he'll be fine let's just go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sounds like my partner he was always the one pushing me yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to um go over some costs with you um if that's all right can you tell us do you recall how much your entire conceiving journey cost you and could you break it down a little bit if you can yeah, so I think all up, even with our IUI journey, um, I think it was all upwards of twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get some rebate with Medicare, but we didn't have private health, so that was just all out of pocket. Yeah. Um, the most expensive part that I found was the donor sperm. Okay. That was really expensive. Do you recall how much it was? Yeah, it's $1,700 per, they call it an ampule. I think it's like a couple of meals, not even. It's really, you get a really small amount and it's $1,700. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and did it cost you anything to, uh, like for your pregnancy and birth through the base? Um, no, it didn't. It didn't cost us anything for that. Yeah, yeah, we have a really good um, health system in Australia. (laughs) Yes, we're so lucky. And then the last question I've got for you, um, Brittany, you can add on to this if you want to. Um, (laughs) If you could give one piece of advice to a mama who's about to embark on this journey, what would it be? Don't Google anything. (laughs) I have Googled so much and I constantly get conflicting answers so just go with your gut I have stopped googling now and I just yeah, go with whatever I feel is right yeah absolutely agree with that or get yourself a really good GP or absolutely. Um, medical team yes. <laughs> well Brittany and Imogen thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey with us Thank you so much for having us. And that's a wrap on today's show. Thank you so much, Imogen and Brittany, for coming on and sharing your story with us. To the listeners, I hope this episode has served you, especially my same-sex couples out there. I hope by hearing Imogen and Brittany's stories helped you on your own journey into motherhood. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time on the show. The information and opinions presented in this podcast are for educational and entertainment purposes only. While I may discuss pregnancy, birth and postpartum topics, I'm not a medical professional and the information provided should not be construed as medical advice. I strongly encourage my listeners to consult with their own healthcare provider before making any changes in your pregnancy and birth journey based on the information you hear on this podcast or elsewhere. Remember, the information provided in this podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any health concerns or questions, please seek the guidance of a licensed medical professional. Thanks for listening. Remember, Mama, you're everything that your baby needs, and you're doing an amazing job. Mm -hmm.